Hello, and welcome again to the Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, end of May wrap-up. So okay, it's the 31st of May, got a few hours here in the Eastern Time Zone before we turn over to the 1st of June, and that means we are coming to the end of a three-month season that is sometimes known as meteorological spring, March, April, and May. When we turn over to June, we start the three-month season known as meteorological summer, June, July, and August. And so, as a result, I thought it would be good to just take stock for a few moments of some of the interesting patterns that we've seen for the weather in the month of May. First of all, here in the east, and in particular in Georgia, we have received triple, and in some cases even a little bit more than triple, of the normal amount of precipitation for the month of May. Now, with respect to normal, when I say normal, I'm talking about climatic normal, which refers to the average amount of precipitation recorded during the month of May for a 30-year period. That's a reference period. In this particular case, we're talking about the period 1981 to 2010 as the reference period. And so relative to that period, we've received this May three times and even slightly more in some locations of the normal amount of precipitation. But it's even more dramatic than that because the first half of the month here in Georgia was dry, bone dry. There was a trace of precipitation recorded at the Athens Municipal Airport, Ben Epps Airport, for May 1 to May 15. All of this rainfall has then fallen in the last two weeks of the month, or the last half of the month, meaning that the second half of the month of May could be considered as having up to six times the normal amount of precipitation for the month of May. That's a lot of precipitation. That's very, very, very wet. And it's felt like a tropical rainforest around here. The humidity has been very high. There have been days where the humidity has ranged mostly between 90 and 100%, regardless of the temperature. It's been pretty cloudy, and we've had a lot of this rain. It's felt like a tropical rainforest almost, and it reminded me of times I've been in tropical locations where you get rainfall every day, sometimes about the same time of the day in the afternoon or the evening from thunderstorms, and that's been a lot of what we've seen here in Northeast Georgia. Contrast that with what's happened in some parts of the West. Now, in terms of the Four Corners region of the West, where the place where Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, and Arizona all come together, and there's a significant mountain range, uh, the San Juan Mountain Range, that's in that part of the country, they've had very little precipitation again for the month of May. They've had a little bit more than perhaps they've had much of the rest of the winter and spring. Uh, this region of the country has been in a fairly serious and worsening drought for most of the winter and spring seasons, if not even extending back a bit into the fall. And so there are portions of the Four Corners region that are in what we classify as exceptional drought conditions. And exceptional drought conditions mean that reservoirs are falling, plants are very, very stressed, and 
it's been going on for a significant amount of time such that the water resources are decidedly dropping both above surface water and groundwater. Surrounding that area is an area of extreme drought. And it's interesting that this is the area where you have a substantial part of the Colorado River Basin. Basically the central part of the Colorado River Basin, this region, has been having steady worsening drought so it's now classified as extreme to exceptional. And this is having an impact and it will continue to have an impact over the summer. One of the things that we look at when it comes to the west and water resources is the degree of snowpack that we end meteorological spring with. Usually in the San Juan mountain range and the other higher peaks in this region, you have still some snow in the upper elevations that extends well into June and in some cases even July. The snowpack in the San Juans and in much of the other mountain ranges in southern Colorado, northern New Mexico, northeast Arizona, southern Utah, in particular southeast Utah, basically it's a goose egg. There's virtually no snow to be found. Farther north, northwest Colorado, uh, along the Wasatch Range in Utah, and going over towards the Continental Divide in north-central Colorado, they fared a little bit better this May, particularly in terms of total precipitation. Though enough of that precipitation has fallen as rain rather than snow, it's already contributed what it can to the water resource picture. We have to wait to see how much more will come from what's a relatively limited snowpack over much of Colorado. And in particular, only the Arkansas River Basin in Colorado, which is the basin that goes through the southeastern part of Colorado, has even remotely half of the normal snowpack. The average statewide snowpack in Colorado for where it should be this time of year is about 29%. This is not good news for the Colorado River Basin. The Colorado River Basin also feeds a significant amount of water to the Las Vegas metropolitan area and lots of Southern California. Southern California won't necessarily be so bad because of the last two winters which have been relatively wet and reservoir levels are relatively healthy even though uh, much of Southern California and even parts of Central California have once again been drier than normal. Even though the north in the Sierra Nevada range has been relatively wet for the month of May. In fact, uh, on the eastern side of the Sierra, in Reno, where I was for a couple of weeks this month, it was also a very wet month. Uh, it actually, in terms of the Reno uh, metropolitan area, ranks as the third wettest spring, and probably it will end up being the second or third wettest May before we're all said and done with it. So it's been relatively wet. There's a lot of water there. When I left Reno, it was pretty green for this time of year. And there's still significant amounts of snowpack in the Sierras. So the places that the Sierra snowpack feeds in terms of reservoirs, rivers, and streams should be okay for a substantial part of the summer, if not the entire summer. It'll be interesting to see just what happens with the rest of the Colorado River Basin. The saving grace for the Colorado Basin so far is the fact that in the upper reaches of the Colorado and the tributaries, like the Green River, 
the levels are looking pretty good, not only for the water levels in the river, but snowpack is doing relatively well. And as far as the state of Wyoming is concerned, there's been very little drought uh, coming into the late part of the spring. This is a good thing. But what's going to happen over the rest of the summer? NOAA's Climate Prediction Center makes three-month seasonal forecasts of temperature and precipitation, and it does it even for a rotating uh, three-month average, and you move along through the averages month by month. And what the forecasts strongly suggest for this coming summer is that there will be a little bit more precipitation, more than normal, so wetter than normal conditions in the Four Corners region and in other parts of the Colorado River Basin. That sounds like good news. There's a flip side though. The flip side is that the temperature forecasts are also pretty consistently showing warmer or you could say hotter than normal conditions over much of this same region. That means there's going to be more evaporation from lakes and water surfaces and there's going to be more of what we call transpiration, a transfer of water vapor through stems and leaves of plants back into the atmosphere. And so the plants will probably still remain stressed. Reservoir levels may not necessarily go up very far after potentially a relatively quick melt period where they rise a small amount and then begin to drop for the rest of the summer. We'll have to see if that actually comes into play and comes to pass. We have three months to do it and we're about ready to start that three-month period. So stay tuned. For now, this is the Daily Bolt with Dr. Jeff Tilley. If you like this podcast, please feel free to download, share, like, subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Podbean, and share with those you know and spread the word. And if you really like this podcast, please help us expand our offerings into the video realm by becoming a patron. We would really appreciate your support. That's all for now. This is the Daily Bolt. Depending on when you're listening, good night, good afternoon, good morning, and God bless.